I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is our oh, Christmas episode. We are f- surrounded by friends. This is the first time I've celebrated Christmas since 2016. I think this is the first time I've celebrated Microphone. Christmas, as well, like in general. Oh, that's yeah. fab. That's fab. I am holding on for dear life. Last night I got tart. I drank Kendall Jenner's brand of tequila, the 818. I don't know if there's any 818 fans in the building, but I'm not really fucking with Kendall Jenner anymore. Mm. It was too much. I texted my friend. I was just like, he was like, what were you drinking? I was like, oh, I was drinking 818. And he was like, oh, that's like the malt liquor of tequila. And I was very humiliated. <laughs> he was like, that's like the- <laughs> He bo- compared it to Everclear. He was like bottom sh- of the shelf. Like, no wonder. Because I was fine last night. And then when I woke up this morning, I felt like I was in like a waterbed. Just my brain was just swimming in alcohol hell on earth but now i'm here i just had a delicious um effervescent drink it was a uh, i don't know electrolytes in it or something it was I, like a high-end pedialyte a vibe yeah and now i have a glass of wine and i'm feeling confident and sexy so nice how do you feel i feel i, I feel really happy mm-hmm. um i had a lot of caffeine today i'm about five diet coke minis in (laughs) but i also had like coffee coffee coffee. as well Mm -hmm. and i woke up in a contemplative mood i just i felt like journaling i brought my journal praise god um and i don't know if it's because i'm gonna like sit down and try to journal or if i'm gonna read it out loud Mm. today could go either way i brought my diary to school in eighth grade and i made enemies i understand them i Let's unpack that. Why? Because we've talked about like oversharing and comfortability. We've had a lot of talks yeah. about that recently. And I'm just like, what is the, I have the inclination to like not share information. And I be, wish I had that. And I, but I'm, and I want to understand the, is it a cancer thing? Is it like a, okay. What's the vibe? I think that. I've always had a lot of big feelings and a lot of like thoughts. And I think that, um, so before I actually brought my diary to school, I had written a manifesto and I think, (laughs) hold on. 
I literally feel like I'm the only person who's ever brought a manifesto to school who wasn't think- a school shooter. Okay. I was like, I don't think you're the first to do that one, babe. <laughs> no, I mean, who wasn't a school shooter? Okay. And and I just like had, like, I was just like generating all these opinions about things. And this was like around the time Zanga like became more of a thing. So I f- did find an outlet. Like I found mm-hmm. that blogging platform. But before I found the outlet, I was just like bringing things to school and it was like partially for attention. Like, I think that I obviously wanted attention from people, but I didn't have the social awareness to know that you can't just have like polarizing opinions and share that. Or like, not just like political opinions, but just like also opinions about other people because my diary said things about people. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got into a little fight um, not like a physical fight, but like, you know, a little tiff. Um, but it was all cleared up in like a day. It was really like crazy. Yeah. Understood. But I want to know like what was the impetus to like do that? That's what I'm trying to understand. I don't know. I really think it's just that I had like a lot of thoughts and feelings and there just wasn't enough space. Like I'm already writing in a diary. I'm already telling my mom all these things. I started going on the internet too and like, blogging and talking to people and it just wasn't enough i was like i gotta go to school and let people know what's going on i feel that i feel that i'm just i also was really quiet at school that's the other thing i was like practically selectively mute and i was like i i didn't talk a lot at school i was scared of like talking and like showing myself in that way but then i wasn't scared to like write something and have people read it Mm. i feel like that's just your personality, I guess. Yeah, I think it's been my personality personality my whole life. I love that. Thank you. I I feel sometimes kind of like a sense of shame around how I just naturally am. You know, like mm. I kind of wish I was like other people. Um, we talk about that. Yeah. I think shame, a little bit of shame and self-hate is good, especially around your personality because it will always lead to... <laughs> It will always lead to like some sort of betterment when people are just like, oh, I love everything about myself. It's just like, hold on now. You know, I dated a guy recently who had like affirmations prominently displayed. I like that. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. It was just different. Mm. It was like, I have inherent self-worth. I am smart. Like, yeah. Men need to do things like that. <laughs> I'd rather him do that than have like be watching Pornhub all day. That's re- I mean, he was probably doing like, that too. I mean, hopefully after his affirmations, there's like I feel like if more people did like active mental health stuff, there would be less weirdos. Yeah, I love a morning affirmation. Just like a, I am loved, I am whole. I am confident, like things like that are fab. I used to, during the pandemic, I was doing a lot of that. That's awesome. Yeah, I was spiraling during the pandemic because I was just around people I hated. (laughs) And then I was just also like, not to be TMI, but just geeking off the Molly every day. It was a bad, it was a bad time. Like, told me. I would just. Were we talking (laughs) during that time? I was talking. Yeah, that's how we met. Okay. I feel like that's why. I got a completely different vibe when I first met you mm-hmm. versus now. Mm-hmm. And it might be that I'm experiencing a sober Malik mm-hmm. majority of the time. But I do remember meeting, initially meeting you through Lila and like you had this sort of lift to um, your energy, just like you came off. 
I came off high <laughs> off Molly Day. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh my you God. came off really happy. And like, I would describe you right now as like, like, I feel like you're somebody who's like unimpressed. Like, mm. that's your default. Like, I don't care. But I would not have described you like that before. Mm. I think that was like on Clubhouse, that was more of a performative experience. No, that couldn't have been performative. I think all of my internet activity is performance. And when people meet me there, I'm always I'm just gagged like, hi, <laughs> like, I'm just here. There is such a difference, though, from the way I met you versus the way you are in front of my face. Yeah. And it's not a bad difference. It's just like different because you really seemed way more chipper on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am when I'm like. When you were starting the, those conversion therapy Yeah, moves. when there's an audience, I will like turn it on. Yeah. And we can have a real moment. But I'm like, I'm not like that for real. I'm really just like a sit down, be quiet type of person. Mm -hmm. When people will come, it's funny because like for work, I'll do, the, you know, I'll do my little pop-ups and do my little thing. Yeah. And people will come up and be like, hi, like, I really like your TikTok. And I'm just like, oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm just like, what is, what is, what do we're not getting into like a, a conversation. I like a dis, you know how I feel about people from the internet. So I'm just like, oh, like, nice to I meet you. I be talking to people. I can't do it. I get into like three hour conversations with random people. No. All the time. I can't do it. Even you, we talked about this when we would like have phone calls and stuff. Yeah. It's much more frequent now because I know you in real life. Mm -hmm. But I was definitely like, ah. I never got that vibe. I like, don't. I don't. I only got that vibe post Bayonetta's. Oh, yeah. Death. death. Yeah. That was crazy. But I, I cut off everybody, changed my number. Yeah, I remember that at some point your number didn't work, and then I don't know how we got back into content, got contact, and then all of a sudden I said Twitter. content, probably Twitter, <laughs> and then and then you were like, "Oh, girl, here's my new number." <laughs> yeah, I changed my number. I like flipped a switch on hoes. I was not fucking with anybody because I got this weird vibe. Were you and Molly the night that we read Slave Play from front to finish, front I don't, to end? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, I think that was bef before I did that big fundraiser for the bar in New York. Oh, that's when I was like okay. just in my Molly spiral, and it was to the point where I was taking like it wasn't just Molly; it was like YouTube's like X pill darkness. Don't do drugs, you guys. And I would be in my like shitty fucking room in Flatbush around people I hated. And they were doing all this like marching and bullshit. And I was like, why are y'all marching? Just to come back into the apartment. And like, you know, I was scared about COVID. I didn't get COVID the entire time I lived in New York. Um, but these people were just going to these like high density areas and coming back to the apartment. But then being weird when I would like go get groceries. So I was dealing with like that type of person. <laughs> yeah. While also taking like copious amounts of drugs. And I would be like in my little room with my red lights on, just very psychotic, listening to like techno <laughs> and then popping, a, you know, a little molly or whatever and then getting under my blanket and like overheating and stroking out and like stroking out, not like beating my dick, but like like literally seizing. And then it got to the point where the reason I stopped was because I became photophobic. So the lights in the studio right now, if I turned my head like this, I would like fall over. And I was just like, what are you doing? Who's that? Um... One jazz player, Miles Davis. That was the vibe. <laughs> it was it wasn't giving. I was very 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 down bad. Did that big fundraiser, um, and then that's when I tapered Is off, and that's when I was really active on Clubhouse. After that, I think I 
like real, that's when I started like turning it up to promote that fundraiser. That's the only reason I did that. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. The only reason I'm on social media or do anything like front facing is to like generate some sort of like income. Otherwise, I'm just like, what's the point? I don't want to talk to y'all. You know, not yeah. y'all, but like internet audience. I'm just like, it's you're getting something from me. Give me something back. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that's real. Mm-hmm. And you were, do- can we talk about the conversion therapy? Rooms? Let's get into it. Malik used to host these rooms on Clubhouse advocating for conversion therapy. (laughs) And I would like very earnestly go into these rooms. And the thing about Clubhouse is like it informs everyone what room you're in. So people get an alert like Safi's in the conversion therapy room. (laughs) Literally like hiding myself. The way you're describing it is a little there's nuance because there's nuance now but back then i remember i'd be like so is this for real this is a bit right and then you would be like no it's for real it's for real but the way the pro conversion therapy stance i was taking excuse me was if you know all the bullshit that comes with being a gay person and you had the option if it worked this was a hypothetical situation if it worked for you to not even change your sexuality, but code as heterosexual so you could move the, through the world easier. Would you take those, would you like take, involve yourself in that type of therapy or programming? And I, that's the way I explained it. And I'm like, I would, not at this point in my life, probably not so much, but when I was younger, absolutely. I don't want them to like zap me while they show me gay porn. That's like crazy. <laughs> but if someone taught me when I was younger how to like change my mannerisms to make life easier for me or like deep in my voice just little things to code is more heteronormative i feel like there's tremendous value in that because it would allow you to socialize easier and it's like it would almost be like if we were to ask autistic people or people with autism would you like to take masking classes to teach you how to mask better so that like and like this is how you're perceived like to make people able to move through life easier if they're dealing with like a lot of nonsense I feel like a lot of people would be like, yes, I wish someone would tell me, like, this is how you're perceived. This is what it's doing. This is the impact. And this is how you fix it. It doesn't make it right. But I think, like, people don't care about what's right. They care about their lives being easier. There are so many gay men like Gerard Carmichael that code as straight, wouldn't you say? I don't know who Gerard Carmichael is. <laughs> um, we don't have to get into that. No, let's get into it. He's just a comedian. Um. You know how I feel about comedians. You don't like comedians. Uh <laughs> uh. Um, he came out in a what? stand-up. Rothaniel, I saw this guy. <laughs> what do you think of him? <laughs> what do you think of him? Shout out to Gerard Carmichael. Period. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want to come off? Would you have wanted to come off like that? No. Okay. <laughs> Never. Okay. That's not my vibe. <laughs> but if I could just come up. <laughs> or like Tyler, the creator, he's also another one that's nah. not. Like, you know, I don't really fuck with them either. The Frank Oceans, all that. I'm like, y'all are fags. <laughs> and, then, and, then you, and, and you're going to hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Quick and in a hurry. I'm not with that. I feel like the whole, like Tyler was like great musician da 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 and i used to love tyler the creator when i thought he was actually homophobic and i was like yeah 
And I was just like, and I was like, yes, stand on it. We need more. Like, I like, you know how people are like, I like my racist racist. That's how I feel like my homophobes homophobic. You don't fuck with that gay shit. Yeah, fuck the fags. God, odd future wolf game, kill them all, period. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Then you're writing these soliloquies to white boys in, in Uggs. I was just like, what's... <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, what's going on here? And then Frank Ocean did that big letter on Tumblr. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. That shit pissed me off. <laughs> Because I was like, there's those of us that are like out living like gay, directly impact, like in the same scenes as y'all. And y'all, you were sucking dick just like me the whole time. <laughs> but like behind the scenes, <laughs> fuck you. I really, it makes me so angry. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it because I'm just like, you cheated. And now you get to reap the benefits of being like a wealthy gay person instead of like a gay artist on the come up. Well, that's why they do it, right? To that's have proximity why. to exactly. power and status. But it's like you flipped a wig and it's it's aggravating. And then when I look at someone like a Little Nas X, I'm just like, he had the opportunity to do that and then buck the system. Obviously, he waited till he had his diamond record. I'm not mad about that. But he wasn't... Trying to stay like that. Aggressively hetero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, y'all are like talking about the strip club and uh, this whole time you were doing, listening to ballroom music and like duck walking in the back. I It made me so angry. And swallowing. Swallow, swallowing. <laughs> getting, Swallow. getting swallowed. I saw Frank Ocean's, pictures of Frank Ocean's birthday. A party years back, he had this guy in a pink wig and, and a, do y'all remember that bodysuit Rihanna wore at the Coachella, the Gucci one? He had that and he had a ballroom birthday themed birthday party at his birthday. And I was just like, this is crazy this whole time. But we were just dancing at the pyramid. What happened? <laughs> Nonsense. That's how I feel. Okay. But yeah, I think like that was the conversion therapy convo. We talked a lot about a lot of stuff on there. I don't really remember. I'm trying to remember everything what else we talked about. It was such an interesting era. People still go on Clubhouse after a while. You know that group of unsavory characters that I was politicking with. I just yes. shut shut it down. I was in so many like little tiny rooms. Well, I you would have like meeting, not meetings, but they were basically meetings. <laughs> meetings, and I'd be sitting there listening <laughs> to the chaos. Yes, just and I didn't. You know what? It's like other people's drama. You don't really. Like you, it's fun as to consume it as tea, but it's not as fun when you're like literally parsing through the drama with them. And I'm just Every like day. so bored, but Every like I day. wanted to be connected to Malik and I was just like listening. I was like, okay. I think everybody I did. can't remember a single detail from that. Nobody remembers those bitches, babe. <laughs> and I'm just like the, the nonsense, the yelling. The, <laughs> I'm just like, what? Are, what's going on? We're all in our rooms and apartments naked farting it's the pandemic like it was losing our minds like why who are you beefing with who are you beefing with during this time specifically it felt very like the apex of narcissism was going on on social at that time really tell me more i just feel like the stuff that we would hear oh this bitch fuck this bitch and i'm like what who are on you ma- <laughs> yeah like who are you mad at and then you're on clubhouse beef like people would be beefing this the the the, the Oof. Shout out to people! Shout out to people who got jobs through Clubhouse. Very few people did, and now they're, they're probably they probably got laid off by now. No shade, unless not. If, let me know. 
I feel like um, it's possible. The POC on Clubhouse were convinced that there was a second Clubhouse like lane just for white people, and they would be making rooms like there's a whole other <laughs> corridor of Clubhouse and in the hallway in the rooms like we only see these ghetto Chitlin rooms, but y'all are talking <laughs> about like tech and we want to get into tech. Have you ever read the book The Sneeches by Dr. Uh, Seuss? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. one of my favorite books because it relates to so much. Kind of relates to like the concept. Of, I mean, you could correlate it to the concept of like verified badges. 100% or even like Kim Kardashian's face. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just like everybody wants something, then the originator changes it. And they were convinced that something else existed that didn't. And the founders would come into <laughs> the room. New clothes. Literally, the founders would come into the room and be like, listen, POC, <laughs> there is not another secret clubhouse for white people. Like, you have to stop. And they'd be like, no, we know it. Because, and I'm just like, no, babe. Like, that, we got this app popping. Y'all need to pay us. And I was like, they're not paying anybody. This is a startup. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nonsense. That also made me get off it because I was just like... <laughs> All the fake like entrepreneur conversations, all oh that kind of God. stuff. I'm like, we just want to have fun. Yeah, we really were just having fun. Mm -hmm. Like some people were using it to like build careers. And it's just when I went on there, I just felt like I wanted to t actually talk to people and make some friends. I wanted to talk. Yeah. It, it served its purpose. It did for like a few months. I'm shocked there are still people on it every day. Yeah. K KJ, <laughs> will, KJ will be like, oh, yeah, I'm on Clubhouse chilling. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> Um, but I'm but like, I really was obsessed those first two months. It felt like a, like a, I don't know. It just felt like I needed that connection. I felt so isolated because same. of the pandemic and just being in Minnesota. And I remember there was like these, like for three days in a row, I was talking to these guys that work in tech and they're like Middle Eastern and they're all like best friends from college. I really delusionally felt like I was one of their best friends from college. That's what it that's what the pandemic gave though. Like you you felt I really felt you it. felt the camaraderie. It, yes, but then it was like I also like after like that ran its course, I was like, oh wait, I'm really just out here You're by myself. Like I'm not alone. their best friend from college. I think like it wasn't you couldn't see your friends in real life so you would log in and people would be excited like oh my God you know Malik's yeah. on like that was needed when you're by yourself people really used to get excited when you got in the room always i know you didn't like some of it but it was authentic because you made the rooms more lively always fun. that's the that was my con contribution to the culture because <laughs> yes. it was it was nice mm -hmm. i think what i don't know i, I want to know what we have now because i do feel I don't want to be in the club. You know what I mean? The the real club, the physical IRL club. club. And I don't yeah. I don't want to play Roblox either. So oh. I'm just like, what's the happy medium between like Instagram, Clubhouse, and like Apartment 200 and work? Like, I almost went to Apartment 200 last night. I almost did too. And then I was just like, let me clean my home. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. When I left, I was like, I could swing by and say hi to my people. And I just texted them, Merry Christmas, and went home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just decided I'm like, there's nothing there for me. I've already been there so many times. That's what it's there for. Yeah. You love it. <laughs> I do. I like apartment 200. I love that. Yeah. That's like your little LA. That's so fab. You're like, oh yeah, when I'm in LA, I just go to apartment. Like they know me. Yeah. I like that they know me. Like it's, it's like, I've never had that experience. Like mm -hmm. I've lived in Minneapolis my whole life and there's nowhere that I've went that, well, no, that's not true. 
maybe like cafes and restaurants, but I've never been, I don't go to clubs in Minneapolis. And if I did and they knew me, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that'd be <laughs> But here, like it has a cachet to it, you know, it's like, oh, wow, they really know me. All the bouncers know me. Period. Yeah. Um, I want to look up Minnesota clubs. <laughs> oh, no, please don't. Minneapolis. Please don't. There's nothing there. But I'm like, I'm not a real club goer. The reason that I was involved Same. in nightlife so much, I really like DJing. So that's the only reason I would be like out all the time. But if I wasn't DJing, I wasn't in the club. Like, that's not. Yeah. Loki, I hate her too. I'm like, I'm better than you, bitch. Let me on the decks. Like, but, right. then, but now I'm like, I don't even want to DJ anymore. So trying to find something else. I thought about taking up a sport. I have like my gym membership. Yes. So I'd like Which go- I want to go with you when I'm back. Period. We can go. It's just like a, a cute vibe. Um, but none of these places that I go to outside of my job, I'm not like talking to, I'm not like striking up a conversation with anyone. Mm-hmm. And that's also not my personality to even like, go up to somebody and be like oh hey like i see you on the rowing machine i like the rowing machine too like no i don't i would never talk to anyone in a gym but like i would love to cultivate that level of insouciance and aloofness you have like Mm. i'm just like terminally concerned like i just i want to go up to everybody and talk to them not at the gym but Mm. i want to go up to people and just talk to them all the time i'm just like like, I could stop this podcast and just start talking to all of you guys. That's like, real. Yeah. I could too, but I'm also just like, I don't I don't think it's even, I, I told you, it's, I don't think it's even a cultivated apathy. Yeah. I think I'm just so over so much. Yeah. That is a genuine, like, I don't care. Yeah. Don't really want to be here. Don't really want to do this, but I gotta. Well, so had- it's just like, that's the vibe and not related to the podcast. And it's so but, genuine. But so, but socializing with people that I don't know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I do not want to do this. What is the point? And, and it's come from, I think New York burned me the fuck out with that yeah. because I would just gen- be so genuine in trying to build community with queers, with African-Americans with, you know. Any- okay, I think I relate to you in okay. a sense. I have that apathy toward people in media. Mm. Whenever someone's like, I'm friends with so-and-so, so it's like, I don't care. Like, I've seen all these people. We follow each other. They're not as cool to me. And then also I have that apathy toward anyone that, like, shares a religious or ethnic identity with me. It's just mm. not enough. Like, when people are like... Meet my friend. They're also the same thing as you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I I think I genuinely have the same vibe, but it's like specific to Mm. media and like those sort of superficial ethnic ties. Mine is non-specific, and I don't ever want to come across as like rude. I don't think I do either. You don't. Yeah, like don't. It never seems like personal. Like it's not like I don't want to know you. It's I just don't care. It's the genuine like, and it's like from a place of genuine like. I could use this, this energy would be better suited, poured into like me or my pursuits than like trying to externalize and like build a relationship. I would, I genuinely feel like had I not gotten so sick last year and spent all that time by myself, my cat died, my grandma died, like I changed my number, all that crazy shit and dealt with it by myself, I wouldn't be as strong of a person. And I also wouldn't have cultivated that mentality because after going through something like that, it really is like, what is what is anybody going to like offer me? 
I also feel like you you were so disillusioned because here you were like popular and you know all these people and then it felt like they weren't necessarily present in a healthy way. I mean, those when you went through things, I don't like. I would never put someone in my business while I'm going through like something yeah. like that. It just felt like I realized that these people are not even people of value. <laughs> these are like ops. You know what I like? Oh, wait, I have something to say about ops. Go ahead. I realized this morning, I was just thinking to myself, you know how I've lost a lot of weight in the last year? Praise I used God. to be overweight. Some of you guys don't know that, but I used to be overweight. Um, I realized losing weight is almost like emerging from a coma and everyone in the hospital room is your op. It Gag. feels like that. Yeah. Because there's so many people that I used to be friends with that I kind of side eye now i'm like oh i could only be friends with you back then because i really thought so low of myself yeah and i accepted morsels of friendship i was like very comfortable with being breadcrumbed you sent me that in the voice note yeah. today i've noticed that because i'm like self you don't have to do the most and it's like you literally don't and that's why i say thinness is like a blessing from god because it does allow you like being now thin. people want to do things for me exactly. all the time. People are literally trying to secure love and affection through me. Praise God. It's crazy. It's good to be thin. I don't care. That's I'm actually just what like, I want to talk about. Like I want to talk about let's like talk about it. weight loss and let's talk about all it. of that good stuff. It's good. It's good to be thin. It's good to be pretty. It's good to be rich. Your life is easy. Your life is easier. Your life is easier. One of the listeners, I'm just like, I'm just like it's it so is. True. Nobody wants to be fat, ugly, and broke. <laughs> and, and 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 they'll get on the internet and be like, "You're fine as you are." And it's like, but and it'll be someone that looks like Safi saying that, and I'm like, "You're lying. You would <laughs> you would hate to be that person. That doesn't give you license to abuse anyone that might be like phenotypically challenged, weight challenged, <laughs> anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Or poor, like that's fucked up. Yeah. But you would not switch places with them. No, not at all. So like, stop the cap. It is good to be thin. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. It's good to be thin. It is good it to be really thin. It really is. One of our listeners, Sadina. Shout, love, out, to shout Sadina. out to Sadina. I love her. That's I my daughter. That's my daughter too. She's fab. We just like spent so much time um, on the phone recently. Mm -hmm. She actually cheered me up. And that night I went to the heaven party was actually because... She was like, go out and have fun. Like, don't stay home. Yeah. You know? And um, she, she like, was so real. She's like, babes, I would never be your friend if you were still fat. She wouldn't. <laughs> and I fuck with her. And I fuck with her for that. I fuck with her for that. That's my I girl. Fuck with her, too. Because she's just like, why? But also, when you are, and it's not just related to being fat. No. It, it could also be when you are, like, let's just say, Going back to the gay thing, you're gay in a small town or whatever, and you don't have that many opportunities to socialize. So you accept the bully mean girl to be your friend because that allows you to like get invited to movies and oh, things like God. that. That's the same thing. It's the literal, like, I think the fat girl experience is the same thing too. I mean, not the same, but you know what I mean. I, un I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Just be, being an acolyte. An, out, an outcast. Yeah, and being an acolyte and constantly being under someone's tit. Yeah, like, and constantly knowing that you're replaceable and you're only around because, like, you perform certain things. But it, it, yeah. the, the negative thing that comes from being, an, like, outcast because you're fat or because 
you're poor or because of anything that people look at as like a, a social bad is it doesn't allow you to socialize so you don't learn social cues yeah. you don't learn you know how to act in certain situations you don't learn how to be cool basically because mm-hmm. in order to hang out with the cool kids like you have to be cool planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Make sure to follow us at Subtle Urban Sex Appeal on Instagram and TikTok. And be sure to subscribe to our Patreon, which is also Subtle Urban Sex Appeal. I find that people have so much more grace for me as a thin person um. <laughs> than they ever did when I was bigger. Like, I don't know. I've had some moments where I'm just like, oh, that was a little charmless. And and then I, I look over and it just seems like nobody cares. And I like Nobody but- <laughs> cares when you're thin, girl. But I swear to God, like if I was tra- I really had to turn on the charm. In every situation because when I was Because they're big. like, who is this big bitch <laughs> breathing? And that's how people feel. That's And then you're black on top of like, who's this big black bitch <laughs> breathing and eating? When you're when you're fat, you can't eat any, in front of eat people. I can't eat in front of people exactly. either. Like, you can't like, do shit. You can't. No. It's like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it sucks. And we need to be honest. And then the people that you can socialize with, it's like, yeah, you have your friends but it's like, are these really your friends or are these, is this the population of people that you have access to socialize with? Is this who you want to be around? Well, I experienced an interesting phenomenon because of the work that I did in media. Mm-hmm. It gave me proximity to institutions and but famous you were bringing, people. But you were bringing value through exactly. your work. And, and the people who treated me well mm-hmm. were from those institutions or were those like, you know, successful people but the people who would connect themselves to me because they saw my proximity to that were always like horrible leeches and I accepted their friendship because I was just so desperate for friendship I went to like nine different schools I've I've went over this Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled briefly two different countries I was very poorly socialized and isolated and sheltered I really wanted friends so badly. I know that feeling. And so it just makes me sad sometimes when I look back at like what I accepted just because I was big. I was like, oh, oh my God, like they'll have me. And it's like, but it's like bad. And they're not good people. And you're accepting abuse. Yeah. But it's all, you can't put the full blame of that on you because it's like in our nature to want to be around other people. So accepting- Especially if you're so social and extroverted the way that I am. Yeah. 
And I think like to get to a point where I'm at, where going back to like where we started this in New York, just being exhausted from all the bullshit. It's just like, I love people. I love talking. I love all that. I'm just burnt the fuck out. And I don't think I will ever be over that just because I've seen how people treated me when I didn't necessarily like have the same things they had. Mm-hmm. Just for us to end up at the same place, like five <laughs> years later, I'm just like, you bitches disgust me. <laughs> like it's some this girl that I did a project with. Oh yeah, you fuck told you. Me. Like, I mean, oh my god. Reached out, followed the fu- followed the. I've um, experienced some of that too. Yeah. Where people want to circle back. Yeah, followed the pod. I guess it got served to her. These people treated me like a damn dog. You know, I even Diana. Period. Even a, a dog is due respect. You know what I mean? You treated me less than a dog. This is my job. It got to the point where I was paranoid thinking that they were doing it on purpose in an effort to get me fired. Mm. We got them, funded a project fully for some bags. The bags fucking suck, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, funded this project for the bags. I came out of pocket a grand to finish their production. They're not talking to me during this process. We send bags to Ice Spice, Rico Nasty, editors at Vogue and Puma. They don't respond to the PR agents in the chat until three months later saying we need to request those bags back from fucking Ice Spice. Are you drunk? And (laughs) are you drunk? Then they're like, oh, we're going to get in Vogue. We're going to get into W Magazine. Even their PR said that that was going to happen. It didn't fucking happen. My boss is looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. And and I'm so sorry, big boss. Like I will never waste your money like that again. But I also wasted my own. Then... We do a, a live event and then it's just all these random black queers that come to the function in this hot like room just sitting around being funky, not buying anything. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this? This isn't fab. Then I get them a, an after party. At fucking- <laughs> I'm just like, it was a series. I'm, a, I'm thinking back. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Then I get them a party at Apartment 200 where we're going to shoot lifestyle images to advertise these bullshit bags so we can make our money back. Tell me why they brought the wrong bags. <laughs> the shit that wasn't even in production. Like, oh, take a picture of this. I'm like, bitch, it's not for sale. I can't do anything. <laughs> it's like, you're fucking Do you me. think that they were self-sabotaging? They or- were trying to fuck me. Oh. Like, they, like, I'm like, there's no better way to describe this than y'all are trying to, like, get me Just fired. Just no respect. It no really, respect. Talking yeah. to me like a dog. I said, I have no problem going to talk to the manufacturer because I can be very aggressive with when it comes to like work. I'm just like, where's the product? I paid you. If y'all don't want to do that as ladies in the industry, I have no problem coming down. Oh no, we don't need you breathing down our back. I said, who the fuck are you talking to? In text. Yeah. When I finally wanted the bags, they stopped talking to me for a week and we wanted to make the shit go live on our app. You understand? I would text them every day. Hi, I'm following up. I need to pick up these bags. Nothing, 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 nothing. It got to the point I prayed on it. They didn't know that I already told my my employer, I don't think we're going to get it from these people. I'm so sorry. If you need to let me go, I completely understand. He said, shit happens, move on. They didn't know that I had that conversation. So I was telling them that I was being pressed just to see their reaction. Then on the seventh day, I said, it's come to my understanding that you all probably never like had these things in the first place and you clearly do not want to interact with me. This is just like, you know, highway robbery. So I wish you all the best. And just I'm just going to terminate our relationship here. 
immediately start texting me back. The way you're talking to us is crazy. Da 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 da. I said, babe, I'm good on y'all. Wanted to start calling my phone. You need to pick up the bags now, and we're not paying for the for the car to pick them up. And I said, when have you ever paid for anything? And the office is closed. Now you want to text me at the end of the day, just getting them, like you know, just stinging them with the aqua, like. But, 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 gagged them, got the bag, stopped talking to them hoes. Months later, literally, like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Months later, you want to send me a DM. Oh, babe, I hate the way things got left off with us. Excuse me, I'm burping because I'm so disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) They They hit me back. Like, this girl hits me. You know, I just hate the way things left off with us. I really hope that we can reconnect. Like, take as much time, take as long as we took to talk to, to like, to communicate with you. And I was like, who does shit like that? Because you saw some t- some reels and TikToks with a couple hundred views. That's I'm all curious, it took. did you respond to this Yeah, person? I sent her no crying laughing emoji heart emoji. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that was generous. I I'm just like, feel like what? I would have responded. I will always respond. I'm just like, you're not going to get that scene. Some pe- a man I will leave on scene because yeah. I'm just like, what is there for us to discuss? Mm-hmm. But for these for these industry acolytes, these dogs, I will always respond because I'm not scared to respond to you. And you wanted, a, you wanted, and I feel like this is also the case. Let me finish real quick. They wanted me to react the way that I just reacted in studio. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to cuss them out. They wanted me to get irate. They wanted me to be unprofessional. They were pushing me to do that. So they had a reason not to deliver. I know that in my spirit because they are those type of people. And I never gave that to them and I never will. But I'm just like, it's the audacity of you to come and speak to me like everything is all good and still not say I'm so sorry for what happened and how that puts you in a bad position. We have nothing. You don't get it. And that's why your business is failing and you have to sell everything from your archive. Loser. (laughs) What is up with people like that? Because I've recently also had experiences where it felt like they wanted, like they were like, I don't know, they were just really difficult. And then my impulse was to just sort of gray rock them and just completely like shift my energy away from them. As you should. And then, but they just kept going and going out. I, it made me realize, oh, they really want me to react to place them in this like victim, victim exactly. role. And I wouldn't give them that. You can never, because that's all they need and they'll they'll turn it into, into everything. But what, like, that doesn't even make sense. You can't make sense of, of, of fools, babe. That's why I don't like being around them. You can't make sense of nonsense. Mm-hmm. I, I've told you this too. I'm yeah, like, you told Because I'm like wondering the why is something that I stopped doing a long time ago. I'll, I'll understand things intuitively, but asking myself, why did they do this to me? Why did they treat me like this? Why did they look at me like this? Why didn't they help me here? Who give, yeah. They didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Who cares the why? It was a negative interaction. Fuck you, be blessed. Exactly. That's it. And it's a, ultimately it's a them problem. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. They're trying to make it have something to do with you. Exactly. And if you don't extricate yourself from their narrative that mm. they're making up in their head, you will get caught up in their, like, you'll get ensnared in their web of bullshit. Yeah. But people know who to play with. I'm just like, if it was like. Remember in the context I'm discussing, yeah. you were like, they know to play with you. Yeah. <laughs> they know to do that to you. They would never do that to me. Exactly. And people that. And they could have given the context, remember? Yeah. But I'm just like, people know who to play with, they pick and choose. 
I think now in the present, and that's also why I'm more apathetic and like leave people alone. I don't want any more interactions. I kind of don't either. Like I'm, I'm really like enjoying my peace right now. Hmm. I almost sent a risky text the other day where I was like gonna turn Ooh. up on somebody. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't. Good. I was like, you know what? Don't do this because they would want to. Like, I feel like they would want it. I, was like, no. I feel like turning up in text is never the move because it'll mm-hmm. always be screenshotted and circulated. Yeah. So just over the phone, a quick like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that'd be crazy. <laughs> from a private, you know, do you know you can call people from like private numbers? It's like star 87 or something and then you put in the number. I haven't done that since high school oh, when I used no. to do prank calls with my friends. So, guys that play on my time, I'm always like star 87. <laughs> Is it sorry, eighty-seven or sixty-seven? It's it's one of those things. Oh, but I'll like put it in and then call them and just be like silent on the phone. <laughs> like, yeah, I can get you touched anywhere, bitch. Hang up the phone. It gives very like. <laughs> oh my god! Fuck these guys, babe. Yeah, fuck them. Don't fuck them, actually. <laughs> exactly. But um, that's my only vice. Yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't because I just feel like it's it wouldn't have been a good move. And like that hurt I was feeling, I was like, I'm just going to like journal and like not externalize it the way that all these people do. Amen. Yeah. That's maturity. Thank you. Of course. Um, We haven't talked about anything like top. We never talked about weight loss either, really. We, we kind of talk- did. I think we'd. <laughs> we I mean, we can talk about we it. We talked about. Because I'm on Wagovi. You are. And I love it. And it's working. Since I quit vaping, it's working. Because I found out. Did we talk about this on the show? Uh, about the vapes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, we didn't talk about the way that vaping makes you have more of an appetite. Yes. Vaping makes you have more of an appetite. It increases insulin production. And the taste of the vape being like candy, fruit, food flavored makes you crave food. It's like all these positive feedback loops of like eat something Mm -hmm. and it makes you crave calorie dense foods, which is crazy. So I'm like, why am I eating like 40 Popeye's wings (laughs) on Wagovi? And I'm like, oh, it's this vape. (laughs) I threw away the vape, not because I don't like vaping, but because of what's going on in the Congo and the cobalt situation. I found that the cobalt is in the vapes. I said, oh, this will not be in my household. And then miraculously, by the grace of God, I started losing weight. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I mean, of course, I didn't know like there was a correlation between the vapes until you told me, but I do remember you're struggling with cravings Mm -hmm. a lot, which seemed like not something you should struggle with while on Wagovi. Amen. Yeah. It wasn't... And Wagovi, is that like this... It's not the same as Ozempic. It's, it's different. The, it's the same. Similar. I feel like it's. It, I was on Ozempic for two months, and it hits the same. Okay. They're both semi-glutes. Semi-glutes. Mm. Vibes. We got Diana in the building. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hello, Diane. How do you feel about your weight loss, though? Um, I feel good overall. I feel like there's been a lot of um, rewards. Like so many internal rewards, but also I feel like society just rewards me too. Yes. I wake up in the morning and I just, you know, everyone's like, hi, everyone wants to know me. I get free things. I get free things everywhere I go. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. It's like I've always had like a extroverted kind of personality where I would like 
you know, turn the charm on and talk to people. And it's like, now that actually benefits me before it didn't really do much for me. Yeah, it was probably annoying before. <laughs> that's just how, that's just how people are, babe. I'm just like, that's it how sucks, it is. Sucks. It sucks, sucks. Because you don't want society to be like that. These like social hierarchies. That I'm very cognizant, I'm very aware. And I don't subscribe to social hierarchies personally. Like I, like my friend, I don't curate my friends to look a certain way. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like, I don't, if I have like any sort of biases, it's not based on, it's not rooted on looks or it's not rooted in looks or class. It's usually along ethnic lines. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the truth, you know? Like I understand. It's just the truth. I understand. I really fuck with you for saying that. (laughs) I think I think that is a that is fab. I think that it's the same. The Ethiopians, you know? Please. please. I'm so oh I it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're learning. We're that learn- is something I really want to work on, though. We're like, learning. Actually. We're learning together. Thank you. <laughs> Wakanda. I, Wakanda forever, babe. Oh my god. I feel like I'm very cognizant of power dynamics. I texted you about this, mm-hmm. and I was just like, and it's no shade either. I was just like, I'm very aware of who is in the room. I'm very aware of who's watching me. Da 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 da. And that's why. That's probably why you get a different me publicly than you do privately i'm sure that yeah. like yeah, yeah like subconsciously that's a thing and that's also probably why i like to sequester myself away from people outside of work just because i don't like navigating social dynamics it's mm-hmm. exhausting and so the same way that you were perceived as annoying when you were like bigger is the same way people perceive like you know the flamboyant gay boy that talks about like asian doll all the time annoying and Nicki minaj like i'm i know that annoys people but it's like when you bring value like all oh, these people see how you work these people see like you're around certain people your position they will accept the things in you that they would not accept otherwise mm-hmm. and i'm very aware of that so it's just like that's just the game yeah it is the game and it feels like people you know like the whole trope of the like, gay best friend mm-hmm. or like the fat friend in a friend group or whatever like it feels like you are supposed to be a perpetual hanger on mm-hmm. when you don't fit into societal expectations or the norm or whatever. And I would put myself in that position. It's really weird when I feel like I have such a strong, interesting point of view. Why would I allow myself to be on the periphery of different groups and scenes when I could like actually be, you know, the locus? Oh, it's like, it's very interesting. But nobody wants a fat locust. <laughs> nobody wants that. That's nobody like, wants that's it. what I'm saying. And the people that do, like when we see what pops up with these internet subcultures of like fat popular people, the fat influencers and stuff, they don't like the their acolytes. They don't like the people. That's why they're always abusive. We saw that with the Lizzo thing. Oh, yeah. Lizzo doesn't want to dance with the the fat girls on stage. <laughs> she wants to be on stage dancers. That's why she treated them. And they're, and they're cannibalizing them. her as we speak. So it's like they're they trying don't, to. They're but, trying to. But Lizzo they, is going to lose weight and be forgiven because yeah. that's what you would, that's, no one's going to care. Imagine fat people saying Beyonce made us eat a banana out of someone's vagina. No one would give a fuck. <laughs> 
No one would care. There's, they say Beyonce also, sacrifices like, they're, people. They're, they're completely... And nobody cares. It feels like from what I've seen, and I haven't done a deep dive into it, it's like they've completely removed their own personal responsibility and agency. Mm-hmm. It's like, who made you... I don't believe Lizzo coerced you. It feels like you were in a sexually charged setting with Lizzo that was like, not an orgy, but was like a... So what was it? Like a, a strip club. A strip club. And it's like, you have the, why were you there? You could have laughed. I'm like, people are it goes back to what, confronted with things they're uncomfortable with, um, uh, uncomfortable with constantly and they leave. But you. Like in LA, every single day people are doing coke in front of us. Okay. And we don't participate. <laughs> okay. It's true. And imagine if you, if you, one day you participated and you were like, they made me do coke. Like, that's crazy. that's literally insane who made you do who made you do coke you made you period but it goes back to what you were saying earlier about wanting that acceptance and wanting to no are full of shit no they are but they and i never thought i'd defend lizzo she's not that nice i've met her i she's not nice she's but it's like being not nice isn't a crime either no it's not but it is when you're fat but it is when you're fat. That part. And being and have be having they tried to make they tried to Bill Cosby her and I was like she, she's not she's not a sexual predator <laughs> to frame something like that. You did it because she's fat and black. Yeah, I they do always not, scapegoat exactly fat black woman. She doesn't have to be nice. She gets up, she sings, she dances, shakes her ass while playing the flute. Not to my taste. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm just like y'all like it cool. You couldn't wait to say something about that girl. I don't even like her. Me neither. And I'm just like, like I dislike Lizzo. I don't find her appealing. I don't like her music. And I'm and I'm good with she that. She makes music for non for tar- workers. For Target, exactly. And I'm just like, but to say that she's a sexual predator because of, a, of an experience that happened in a public space that other people, it's like you're at the strip club. What did, what did you think this was? You went to the sex... Workplace. There's, can I just say, there's, go ahead? There are so many people like that yeah. in this. Like we've kind of like talked about these people, the master artists, the mm-hmm. and catches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like w- one day we're gonna break down the anatomy of an enkeche. Yeah, but this is a huge like aspect of it. I think just the lack of personal responsibility and always trying to strip themselves of agency and put themselves into the self-victimizing role where everything is done onto them mm-hmm. and it, instead of them being a participant. And they also like to go back and retroactively say they're offended by something or that their boundaries were crossed. And a lot of the therapy language that people use these days like mm-hmm. feels very... It feels it's as a, it feels, it's a tool to to enact social control. One, and instead of extending the shelf life of a friendship, people are literally using this language to sever ties and hurt people. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's just very odd. It's all connected some way somehow. It's narcissism, baby. It is literally narcissism. And I think the internet makes narcissist i don't trust people who consume narcosphere content like if you're watching that one indian woman on youtube talk about narcissism all day everybody's seen her videos Mm -hmm. i i I, but if you're watching her 24 7 and you're consuming the like the subreddits and like everything about narcissism i think you're in too deep do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's uh, the way that i see it is like when i've been through abuse in the past and I leaned on this information to sort of understand what was happening to me. 
it was helpful to a point. If you stay in there, you know, if you stay in there, it's like it's you 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 sort of become obsessed with the narcissist. Like you don't get out of there and then everything becomes about that when there's so many different lenses to see things through. Mm-hmm. That's why I switched over to Jungian philosophy, sorry, psychology. Mm. It's just like more helpful for me instead of like being like, everybody's a narcissist. There's this really good book too by Kristen Dumbeck called, I think, The Selfishness of Others. And that whole book is sort of how, and it's a short read. It's like, I think it's like actually one long essay. Mm. And it's just about how, you know, just the projection of if, and I'm not summing this up correctly, but like, being like, this isn't like identifying a narcissist and be, being able to be like, that's a narcissist implies that there's some of that in everybody. Yeah, everyone, especially if you live in America, I feel like we all have maladaptive narcissistic traits. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I do not believe that everyone that gets called a narcissist, you can be abusive and not be a narcissist. You know what I mean? You can be a terrible person and not be a narc. Yeah. And I think that word is, I think a lot of that language, like you said, is used way too loosely. Um, and we can get into that later. Let's, um, now it's time for my favorite segment that's going to be behind the paywall. What happens when the talk isn't cheap and it is what it is? To hear the rest of this episode, subscribe to our Patreon, Subtle Urban Sex Appeal. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 